0: You know, it's funny. Something, listen, you know, it's a weird fi- it's a weird U.S. Open to um, discuss because despite Clark's brilliance, especially in and around the Greens, his up and down ability yesterday was superb. It's almost like you walk away not talking about Clark, the 29-year-old, who won the Wells Fargo a month ago, who obviously we learned about his mom and everything else, uh, 29-year-old who had not done a lot in the majors, really nobody had ever heard of. I had not heard of him. I didn't focus in on the Wells Fargo and here's a guy that uh, you know really was steady Eddie very steel-eyed and uh, obviously tremendous despite a couple of little bumps in the road there in our back nine uh, was magnificent when he had to be and held off McElroy Uh to win the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club. NBC was going to televise that to 4 in the morning and they were going to order portable lights for better ratings, but they felt better of it. More on that in a sec. Uh, you walk out of that tournament thinking that, you know, McElroy, you know, it's hard to analyze him. Do you get on McElroy for, you know, not really having any magic uh, in his swing or his putter? Or do you get on and praise McElroy for playing pretty well in the last two majors? He was good at Oak Hill and he was solid it all weekend do you get out do you say to yourself you know what it's better than missing a cut he seems to have gotten over his you know little slump where he was you know upset about the live thing and being the poster boy and then having uh, you know basically the rug pulled out from under him and that he's on the road here because sooner or later as he said in his post around yesterday if he keeps on knocking on the door he's going to win some more majors what do you say to yourself it's typical McElroy there just isn't enough magic in his game and you know you You gotta do better than you know one birdie on one, a bogey later on, and a even par seventy when you trail. I I, it's a very very difficult one to analyze of which way you want to go because on the one hand I thought McEnroy played pretty well. He was in the mix all weekend. Again, he played well in Rochester. He had some chances. Uh, You know he was right in the mix. I mean uh, Clark had to really do a couple great things, including a great shot on fourteen, a wonderful up and down on seven, a couple. Uh, 17 a couple of good up and downs earlier where he did a superb job uh, you know and didn't sacrifice you know uh, a bogey which could have cost him and he did what he had to do on 17 and 18 he got a break on 18 with that wide fairway had a good two putt there at the end to make sure he didn't get into a playoff uh, and McIlroy you know wanted to make the other guy blink and 9 times out of 10 at the US Open especially a guy who's never won a major who's uh, essentially a, a Nobody. I mean, I'm not saying he's a nobody from talent standpoint, but he's a guy that we're not that familiar with. You would figure a guy like that on the brink of winning a open championship and really putting his name, you know, in everybody's uh, mindset for the rest of his life. You would figure maybe he get a little tight and he'd lose. Now he did get tight for a little bit. You know, he had the two bogeys there. You know, the uh, uh, the only guy who bogeyed 15 all day and the tee shot into the bunker there on 16. So he was on the precipice of being in big trouble but he gathered himself and you know McIlroy didn't give any didn't give any more uh breathing room and did what he had to do what do you get on McElroy for you know being 125 yards away on 14 in two, where he's got to stick that ball on the green and two putt and at the very least on 14 walk out of there with a pars and not give a stroke back to the field well I mean it's a where do you go here? It's very, very tricky. I'm not sure. Where he hit a bad shot on 14. Didn't get up and down against the bogey. Something he really wasn't quite able to recover from. But Clark also had to do some nice things here in the last four or five holes to make sure that he wasn't in the playoff. Up and down on 17. Two putt on 18. A great second shot on 14. Right after McIlroy had bogeyed to get his birdie. I mean, and a good two putt. It's really a where you stand. Uh, I am impressed that McIlroy was able to play so well. I mean, he played well. I mean, you can't, you shouldn't nine under par. He did a good job. He was the only guy who had a chance. Fowler fell off. You know, Cam Smith started too late. I mean, you know, forget Sheffler can't make a putt. So from that perspective, you got to give him credit. But again, the magic wasn't there and it hasn't been there for a decade where you have that magic where you stick the ball six feet on 18 where you don't hit the ball in the or you know in a uh, unplayable situation on 14 where you make a big putt where you don't go 17 holes without a birdie on the last day of a major something he did last year at St. Andrews and Cameron Smith won I mean so or do you go with the idea that he's playing better seems like he's over the live PGA Tour stuff he had a good back end to these last two majors. He's been on top of it. He's done a nice job. And maybe he goes to the British Open at Holyoke and wins. I don't know. Which way do you go? It's a tricky argument. I'm going to go with the no magic at the moment. That's what I'm going to go with. Because he really... You know, he did not do what an all-time great is supposed to do on a Sunday afternoon at a major. A Sunday afternoon at the major, when a guy is right there to win, he's got to shoot three, two, three, four 2 He's got to shoot a 68. He's got to shoot a 67. He's got to be under par and steal the tournament. The tournament is there to be stolen. Fowler falls off of the 75. Clark doesn't go run away and hide when he's 12 under. Nobody else is in the mix. Sheffler can't, again, make a six-foot putt. Dustin Johnson, no. Cameron Smith too far behind before his three under and a back nine on Sunday. And that is the opportunity for McIlroy to go out there and steal the tournament and win his fifth major. He didn't do it. Now, again, you're right. As he said after, if you keep on knocking at the door, and he's young, he's not like he's 50, you keep on knocking at the door for the next seven, eight, nine years, you know, that's essentially, if you play eight years, that's 32 majors. If you put yourself in a position to win half of them, uh, 16 of the 32, you, you know, luck says you win two or three. Luck. Luck says if you put yourself in a position to win 16 of the next 32 times, you might win three. You know, a guy like Clark's not going to get up and down on 17. He's not going to 2 put 18. You know, the the weight of the world will be on him. the moment's too big. You would think that if you put yourself in that situation, that very well could happen. You would think. But we've been saying that for a while now with McIlroy. He doesn't make any putts. I know he made that par putt there, which was important, whatever hole that may have been, 17, uh, when he was in the fairway, the left fairway. Was that it or was it 16? He made that huge putt there for par. I understand that, you know, know, the putts are rimming out. I get it. They're online. It's not going in. I understand that. But that's the difference between all-time greatness and very, very good. Those putts drop if you're an all-time great. Those putts do not drop if you're not an all-time great. And right now for McIlroy, you know, listen, he's massive off the tee. I mean, he hits 370-yard tee shots, you know, basically uh, by hook or by crook. He just bashes the ball right on line. You know, I mean, he's he's superb there. He's got an unbelievable long game. Uh, but I, he doesn't seem to make enough putts. That's the argument I would make. He doesn't. And again, I don't want to take anything away from Clark. Maybe Clark turns out to be one of the most steadiest players you do. He's only 29. Maybe Clark turns out to be one of the steady players you've ever seen. He's won two majors. Sometimes you unlock the vault for one. All of a sudden, you win three or four in the next five years. I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, he's good enough. I mean, he had nerves of steel in big spots. He did have a little room to play with, with the back-to-back bogeys. But he was ner- I mean, he has a great two-putt on 18. I mean, he has 60 feet. He. He easily could have three putt that, easily, easily, and he didn't. So we give him credit for that. So yeah, he did a good enough job there, Clark. He was in the mix the whole weekend. It's not like he came out of nowhere. He was in the mix the whole weekend. He wasn't too far out even on that first day with Fowler and the shafley uh, and the Chaffley with the two sixty twos. He hung. He was in the mix. I'm not sure what he shot. That first day. What did he shoot the first day? I mean, he wasn't out of the... Was he about 68, 67? Oh, uh, look. What did uh, what did Clark shoot in day one just to make sure he stayed in the mix with everybody else? Clark, the first day, shot a 64. So he shot a 64, 67, 69, 70. McIlroy shot a 65, 67, 69, 70. The first day, one-stroke difference. Listen, do I love the golf course? I like the golf course. I think the issue I have with the golf course is there's nothing there. On 16, 17, and 18, it's hard to, you know, you're not, there's not a lot of birdie holes. So as a result of that, it becomes tricky because you're only going to be able to win the tournament if you're behind is if the other guy bogeys. You, you know, it's hard to birdie those. It's hard for a birdie on 16. I mean, it's 500, 500, 500. There's 1,550 yards of, of acreage. Um, on those last three holes. So to birdie one of those three, you know, to try to make a comeback is very, very difficult. And I know Scheffler on Saturday uh, went, you know, uh, eagle birdie 2-3. I understand that. But still, I mean, he, he, you know, he hit it in from the middle of the fairway uh, with the eagle. Uh, it's it's very difficult. So that's an issue you'd have with the golf. Plus there was nobody there. I know they wanted to cap the attendance. There was nobody there. Nobody. Nobody. And it's a course you were not that familiar with. It didn't have, it's the kind of layout that does not lead to drama is the best way I would explain that course. You know, the back nine of Augusta leads to drama. You got a tough par three with water. You can get a hole in one on 16 as well. Uh, Obviously, you got the two par fives that doesn't have a lot of drama there. On that back nine. It's tricky. 15 is an interesting little hole, but it's tricky in 16, 17, and 18. But whether it was drama, uh, you know, that was lacking for the tournament. And the tournament was a good tournament. I mean, was it an all-timer? No. There was no ebb and flow to it. You know, it wasn't like Clark came out of nowhere, lost the lead, regained it. You know, he was in front the whole way. Fowler never put a charge in, but it was a good tournament. It's a good, solid tournament. But the essence of the tournament is not the guy who won it. It's about the guy who didn't. Rory.